Welcome to Medieval, and thanks for joining us for yet another special episode. Today, let's take it back to the late Roman Empire again, so we can walk through the life of Emperor Zeno, charting the important events in his life all the way from his rise to the throne to his eventual death. Our team has decided to split this into two parts just like our Arundel Castle episodes, so this would be part one. So, without wasting any more time, let us get down to business. Zeno was born in Esari, a land of people who lived inland from the Mediterranean coast of Anatolia, in the core of the Taurus Mountains, which happened to be the same area as present-day Konya or Bozkir in Turkey. Despite being Roman subjects for more than five centuries, Asarians were looked upon as barbarians by the Romans. Luckily, however, being Orthodox Christians meant that they were not formally barred from the throne. As we will see later on, this played out in favor of Zeno as he tried to ascend to the throne of the Eastern Roman Empire. Zeno's original name was Terasis in the native Isarian language. He had a father who was named Cadissa, a mother named Lalus, and a brother named Longinus. Zeno, or Terus, also had a wife named Arcadia. The story of Zeno's entry into royalty is a rather interesting one. Terassus and some Assyrians were invited to live in Constantinople by the emperor of that time, Leo I. The emperor wanted to balance the weight of the Germanic tribes in the army, and as a result of this, by the mid-460s, Zeno and Arcadia found themselves living in Constantinople. The very first thing that Terraces did to become more acceptable to the Roman hierarchy and the population of Constantinople was to adopt the Greek name of Zeno and start using it for the rest of his life. In mid to late 466, Zeno married Ariadne, the elder daughter of Leo I and his wife, Verena. Just a year later, they had a son. With the birth of this child, Zeno found himself becoming the father of the heir apparent to the throne, since the only son of Leo I had died in his infancy. In order to stress the boy's claim to the throne, he was named Leo after his grandfather. In 469, Zeno was appointed Magister Militem per Thracias, which meant that he was made a senior military officer and had to lead an expedition to Thrace. During the expedition, Zeno realized that Asper, another Magister Militum of the Empire, had bribed the guards Leo first had sent along to protect Zeno. In order to save his life, Zeno fled to Serdica, leaving behind a Leo first who was growing suspicious of Asper. During the time, Zeno performed a number of duties which we won't be going into in this episode. It is sufficient to know that with Zeno far from Constantinople, Aspar increased his influence by having his son, Patricius, appointed Caesar, another high rank, and married to Leo I's younger daughter, Leontina, in 470. In 471, however, fate had something else in store for Aspar and his accomplice, Ardaber. Leo I had both of them treacherously killed, and this was done with the approval of Zeno and his brother-in-law, Basiliscus since on the eve of the murders, the two generals had moved closer to Constantinople. Once back in Constantinople, Zeno was appointed Magister Militum Praecentilis, the current Master of the Soldiers. On the 25th of October 473, Leo I appointed the grandson of Zeno and Aradne, Leo II, Caesar. Soon after, on the 18th of January 474, Leo I died. 
If Leo II had not been named co-emperor at that point, he would have become Augustus. But as soon as Leo II became emperor, his mother Aradne and his grandmother Verena prevailed upon him to crown Zeno, his father, as co-emperor, which he did on the 9th of February 474. It was almost as if fate was lining everything up to pave the way for Zeno to become emperor. Because soon enough, when Leo II fell ill and died, Zeno took over as sole emperor. This was the crowning moment where Zeno became Emperor Zeno. Immediately after assuming control of the empire, Zeno set out to fix what was hurting the empire. He started out by dealing with the Vandal King, Genseric, who was conducting raids against the empire's coastal cities, threatening key commercial sea routes. Zeno succeeded in stipulating an eternal peace between the Vandals and the Empire by sending in a high-ranking official as ambassador, who established a treaty which ended the persecution of Orthodox Christians in Vandal territory, and allowed the Romans to pay ransom for the prisoners in Vandals' hands. Despite this achievement, Zeno's image as a barbarian got the better of his merits. He was unpopular with the people and the Senate, and his right to the throne was limited to his marriage with Ariadne and his relationship with her mother, Verena. To tip the scales in his favor, he tried to gain support from the Assyrian portion of the army, in particular from the Assyrian general Eleus and Tracundus. Unfortunately, Verena had other plans. She decided to overthrow Zeno and have him replaced by her lover, an ex-magister officorium Patricius, with the help of her brother Basiliscus. Riots were fomented in the capital by the conspirators and Basiliscus was able to convince Alus, Trocundus, and the other generals to join the plot. In January of 475, Zeno was forced to flee Constantinople by Assyria with his wife and mother, some Assyrian fellows, and the imperial treasure. Illus and Trocundus were sent to chase him, and Zeno was compelled to shut himself up in a fortress where Illus besieged him, capturing Zeno's brother Longinus and keeping him hostage. Alas, this is the point where we will bring an end to this episode, with Zeno hanging on for dear life under siege from Eleus, and a brother kept as hostage. In the next episode, we will continue the story from this point and see what fate had in store for Zeno. Of course, no spoilers in this episode, so stay tuned for the next one. Today's episode is thanks to Timothy, a loyal backer on Patreon. All Patreons receive a handwritten postcard from me, early access to new episodes, entry to exclusive giveaways, and the chance to listen to bonus episodes which aren't normally available. Please consider pledging to help us explore new opportunities in this endeavor. Link is in the description. Have any questions you'd like me to answer? Please email them to medievalpodcast.outlook.com or contact me through my website. That's it for today, but I'll see you soon for more episodes of Medieval. Thanks for listening.